Amen. Now, before we get into our scripture reading today, I can't ask you to shake somebody's hand. I cannot ask you to give somebody a hug because that would be against the social distancing guidelines. But what I can ask you to do is look at somebody that is relatively close to you and just wave. I just want everyone to know that even though we may have some distance between us, the love that we have for one another is still real. Amen. Amen. Now, if you would, go with me to Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, verses 1 through 10. And it reads, The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the Spirit of the Lord to set me down in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them, and behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and flesh had come upon them, and, and skin had covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. The word of God for the people of God. And today's title is As Commanded. Let us pray, O oh God, as we come into this room today. I pray that the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, O oh God, will be acceptable in thy sight. God, I pray that the message that is given today is straight from your throne room, that it is a right now message in season for all those that will hear. O oh God, please let this message touch us in a mighty way that we would never be the same. O oh God, that is my prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. This week, a friend of mine passed away suddenly. 
And I began to look and reflect on things. I, I reflected on our friendship and the time we had together. I, I, I've known this young lady since college, and we have been friends for a very long time. We made an impact on the campus of the University of Oklahoma and our respective Greek letter organizations working with each other on, on different occasions. We had served together in campus ministry. We served together after college, her, me, her, and my wife in a ministry outside the college walls. Our families know each other, and we have lots of mutual friends in common. I've known her for a very long time time. And so looking back on her life and the things I know about her, I know this woman to be a strong believer in God and one that had a beautiful spirit, as my grandmother would say. She was helpful. She was caring. She was nurturing, loving. She was forgiving. My God, was she forgiving? My friends tolerated a lot of things many would, have not, would not have for the sake of the bigger picture or for the sake of the whole. To the outside world, many would say she lived a beautiful yet simple life. But, but like Langston Hughes records in his poem, Mother to Son, life for her was no crystal stair. It had tacks in it and splinters and boards torn up and places with no carpet on the floor. You see, like many of us, Dare I say, all of us, her life had its fair share of challenges. But on the outside, to many people, her life looked rosy and beautiful. But to those of us who knew her well, and to herself in particular, she realized that those places that looked the most beautiful to others actually were some of the most challenging and painful places in her life. She lived a life unto God, devoted and faithful, but she still went through a lot of things. Now, I recognize this is not my opportunity to tell her story, to air her laundry, or present grievances on her, on her behalf, but I will say this, that looking at all of those things led me to understand and believe that wilderness experiences can also happen in the valley. Traditionally, as we look at valleys, we look at green places, lush places, uh, ones with rivers or streams flowing through them, a, a place where there's a water source, a beautiful place even, a place where we can get what we need. However, the reality is that it is sometimes in those beautiful places that we have the most turmoil. It is often in those places that we encounter our biggest challenges. In our scripture today, we find that in that beautiful place, the Israelite army had died, been slain, and their bodies had been left to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field to feast on. In that valley, there was an indeed a wilderness experience. In the life of my friend, there were some beautiful places and some picturesque scenes where she no doubt saw some dry bones and suffered some hard defeats. There were some valleys that were indeed filled with wilderness experience, but all of these wilderness experiences, those hard times, those challenging moments, and those defeats happened in beautiful, the beautiful scenery of the valley. And I began to wonder, why would God bring this prophet 
into this valley of dry bones and tell him to prophesy something he could not see. To prophesy to something that some theologians would argue that he even struggled to believe could happen. To prophesy to something that seemed almost impossible no matter how you looked at it. And even in examining the scripture when God asks, can these bones live? He answered, he answers, Lord, you know. Lord, you know. Lord, you know. God, you know. And I say it all those ways because that simple phrase can be interpreted a million different ways. Because we can't see his body language or hear the inflection of his speech or even know how his words traditionally were phrased or shaped so in the midst of this valley, the question is, where does the victory come from? He said, Lord, you know, indicating that he had the faith that God could do it. But in order for it all to come together, something had to happen. So in this, this valley, in this place, where does the victory come from? In the midst of this valley, what is the change agent? In the midst of this valley, what is the thing that makes the difference? In the midst of the valley, in the midst of the wilderness, in the midst of these ugly and challenging places in our lives, the question is, where do we find strength? And how do we achieve change? And the answer, I believe, is found in verse 7, where the prophet of God, even though he may not have been able to see it or conceive it, instead of focusing on the environment or how he felt, he focused on his God, the God that was telling him to do a thing, and he simply did as he was commanded. And, and as he spoke to those dry bones, all of a sudden they begin to come together. The impossible became possible. The mortal connected with the immortal in such a way that these dry bones looked like they might actually be able to live in God and calling for the obedience of this prophet and in the obedience of the prophet. All of a the sudden, there was a mighty army but there was still work to do. God then called on the obedience of this prophet again. And as the prophet did, as he was commanded, life came into a lifeless situation. People of God, I submit to you this. That David in his valley of the shadow of death feared no evil because he believed the Spirit of God would guide and direct him in the paths of righteousness. He believed that the Spirit of God would lead him beyond the impending danger. He believed that, that it would all be okay, but it would only take place inside of his obedience. The children of Israel wandered the wilderness until their obedience to God unlocked the door to their promised land. And I submit to you, that the fix, the call, the change in the midst of your valley or your wilderness is simply held in your obedience. 
It is our obedience to God that, that makes the impossible possible. It is our obedience that, pe that causes the pieces to come together. It is our obedience that causes life to be breathed into lifeless situations. Our very faith is built in our obedience. What is God saying to us today? More especially, what is God saying to you today? In the valleys and in the wildernesses that, that you reside, what is God commanding you to do that will cause the change that you are looking for? What, what, what thing is God commanding you to do that will make all the difference for the generations to come? What is that thing? that God is commanding you to do, that is uncomfortable, that does not seem like it would make that big of a difference? What, what is that thing that pulls you outside of, of your comfort zone that you really don't want to do, but you need God to show up? What is God saying to you today? In your marriage, what is he saying? In your relationship with your family, what is he saying? In the valley of your job, what is God saying in your community and in your neighborhood as you stand and look at the, the condition in which it sits? What is God saying in this very village? What is God requiring of you? What is God requiring of us? What, what is God commanding us to do that we may live the purpose, the mission, and the vision that is set forth for this body of believers? What is God saying? The question this week, as you uh, uh, rest in your prayer time, as you do your daily devotionals as you, as, you, as you meditate, as you walk and spend quiet time with God or whatever you do during the week to be close to your God and your Savior. This is the question. What is he commanding you to do? And are you doing that which he has commanded? In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.